0: Hey guys, Brandon here. If I sound a little weird, it's because I'm recording this without my microphone. Why? Because the soundboard that we've been using to record over 120 episodes has finally gone to be with the Lord. No, it's gone up though. Um, we had a little bit of issues with it last few episodes and I think it's finally given up on us. And so why am I telling you that? Well, one, because the board that we've been using that's been so kind to us is no longer in production. Uh, it's a roadcaster. And we're going to have to get the next level board from Roadcaster um, because our version is no longer being made. Um, And that's going to be pretty expensive um, for us. And uh, we just want to invite you to support this podcast, um, either um, via Patreon, um, where you can sign up for Patreon for just a month. Sign up just a month. Um, And uh, one, you'll get bonus content that's been on there for since our beginning. Uh, We didn't do a great job of putting bonus content on there in the beginning, but there's definitely bonus content on there in the beginning. And and you'll also get more for that whole month. Uh, And um, two, so that you can help us uh, to get a new board so that we can keep uh, recording these episodes for you. We've got some great episodes lined up. Um, uh, We've got some great episodes lined up for you, uh, and we want to get to recording those as soon as possible. But um, we're also about to go on vacation. Our entire family, um, our, our entire family is going on vacation, a much needed vacation. And uh, maybe this is just a sign that we should be just doing that, and not thinking about podcasting. So uh, if you can feel it in your heart and um, are led by the Lord to help support this podcast, please do so by either donating. Um, you can find links to that on the podcast. Uh, under every episode or you can sign up for patreon sign up just for a month and get bonus content uh, and help support us and then we'll do something special for this month coming up Um, just some q a we'll do some live episodes for people uh, for our patrons Uh, so let me jump into it this is part two of our good friend uh justin and we are discussing things that we all should be thinking about critical thinking that we all should have and we hope you guys enjoy this episode
1: Measure of equality, like the outcome, you know how many students are admitted. Um, in the whole history of NFL and NBA, name me ten professional Asian athletes. And I simple. Uh, I guarantee so you, you got, got uh, uh, no, three. no, 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 no. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy <laughs> Lin, sanity. Yao Ming. Yao. And silence. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: uh, oh, you said. Oh man, you said uh, NFL and I was about to go off on
0: baseball. Oh, baseball! No, no, no! I was about that, to go yeah. off. Like what? Nah, baseball. They, yeah. they, they yeah, entered the market. Yeah, baseball, man, and taking over. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're right. So my question
1: is: If we're using the same metrics, um, is NFL and NBA
0: racist?
2: Mm. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick would say so. Yeah, for different reasons, right? But that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, that's a great. What, yeah. what
0: were we talking about? I think you brought that up. I mean, we've. I mean it's it's always it's always a variable that gets brought up because the. Opposing argument is so ridiculous Um, But um, Even when something happens In the NBA or NFL Like if a coach says something or a referee Does a, a weird tech gesture Then they're crying racism And it's like look the entire league is black How much more can you do now And then also I think that If you were to bring this up If you brought this statistic Up about the NFL and NBA You would be accused of being racist
1: yeah, I would be curious to see how yeah because, because I'm well using the same standard well,
0: Justin you. because they're rubber and you're glue, okay <laughs> so whatever you say
1: yeah it, it seems like it, I think the the problem is that they're being selective when it comes to what, what criteria they use to assess inequality mm. and another example of that is the whole de- debate about gender inequality
0: yeah mm mm-hmm.
1: and so. The idea behind that, the popular narrative seems to be that America is a patriarchy and it was built by men and for men. Mm -hmm. Uh, But meanwhile, here are some statistics to consider. Um, All men between the ages of 18 to 25 have to register for selective service.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Only men. Only men. That is sexist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where is the outcry? Yeah. Mm. Um, CDC data from 2023 for the United States shows that men make roughly 50% of the population, c- compose 50% of the population, but uh, 80% of suicides. Mm. Um, and by the way, uh, in the same year, uh, Native Americans were the first ethnic group, and the second ethnic group was white Americans.
0: In the suicide. Mm-hmm. All men, Native first, white Americans second. Yep.
1: Uh, Federal Bureau of Prison data 2023 shows that men constitute 90 93 percent of inmates mm. um and finally studies show that male to female transgenders are consistently more prevalent than female to male transgender bro we talked about that yeah
0: because that's that's intentional but yeah. that's the enemy uh and i think all of what you just said is is what it is you need to destroy men in order to be able to destroy the society right you need to
1: and I don't want people to mishear me. I'm not saying the point where the preference in gender identity is kind of completely dependent on the perceived difficulty. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to imagine that if it was that much more difficult to be a man than a woman, or the woman than a man, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that the numbers would show this kind of trend. Yeah. And so, again, I'm kind of emphasizing this point about we talk about equality, Yeah. but we don't really, like the data shows we don't have a good way to measure it, to assess it, to address it. Um, and, you know, in casual conversation, that's fine. But we're hating strangers. We're cutting off our family. And we're creating laws. And, and making people.
2: laws. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And so now I think we need to do a deeper dive about, you know, wh- what are we even talking about?
0: Well, you're touching on a heartstring of mine because who? Who leads the charge in that? Who would you say leads the charge in that? Uh, right now, no, I'm sorry, who ought to lead the charge in that?
1: That would be the Christian. That would God. be the
0: Christian. And if it's the Christian that leads the charge in the conversation, then it ought to be the pastor that equips them to lead that charge. But what are they doing? Being very overly, I'm going over, overly generalistic right now. They're sitting up there talking about kente cloth. <laughs> they, they, you, you get what I'm saying? And, and if there's not a black pastor and it's a white pastor sitting up there talking about kente cloth. <laughs> You know, know, like these people aren't being equipped to actually deal with the dragons of these ideologies to be able to slay them. Like these are great points that you're bringing up, and they're very obvious. Mm -hmm. It's very obvious. Where in the name of female empowerment, we're destroying them.
1: Yeah. Here's a question I have for you. Um, As a pastor, like, what, how do you get feedback? Uh, Is it, you know and what is your experience with feedback
0: in general mm. um, two, two, two specific ways one way wouldn't be shocking i 'm um, a, a very straightforward uh, that doesn 't mean i 'm not kind, but I think in our society people have conflated um, lying with being nice uh, and that 's a terrible conflation to happen. <laughs> But um, and so therefore truth is equated to being mean Meanwhile, telling someone the truth is one of the kindest things you could ever do Uh, But it's not just for kindness sake that I I tell the truth I I speak truthfully and I say things straightforwardly So that my statements are falsifiable So I'm not hitting you with very high not, you know, language about things And it's hard to decipher uh, And by the time it gets to you, you don't even know exactly what I've just said It's straightforward. You can tell me, hey, this is actually not biblical. It's not true. And here's how I know that's one. So um, since that's the way that I I typically communicate things, when someone has a problem with it, they don't have a problem uh, and bring me facts. As a matter of fact, I've been in conversations where people have ended up um, opposing themselves. An example was um, just in a side statement I made uh, in a sermon. I brought up how the office of elder and pastor is reserved for a man. Um, that's not what the sermon was about. That was just I was telling a story about a conversation I had with a woman, and she called me a heretic uh, for saying that. And so I got emails about people who didn't like the fact that I said that. And I had um, lunch with one of the people. You know, met with them, and they were just telling me how um, the church is missing out on all that God can do uh, by not having female pastors. Um, and I said, one, I, I'm not, I don't particularly believe God's a failure, um, and I don't think he can fail, so I can't prescribe to that type of thinking. Uh, and two, they said that we are desperately looking for a church that finally acknowledges what God can do through women as pastors. We just haven't run into one that also supports LGBTQ affirmation.
1: Mm.
0: And I said, go figure. Go figure. Um, and it's not to say that because if you think a woman could be a pastor, then you also agree with homosexuality. It's that I think that if you um, agree that women are called to be in the office of pastor, there is a linguistic jujitsu you have to do with the text that then allows for homosexual affirmation down the line. That's just that's just uh, where, where, I, where I feel like that. So that's one critique. One critique is more emotional. I didn't like what you said rather than that's not biblical. And here's how I can show you. The second response is what I love. It's people who are thirsting to hear it. That's it. Whatever I've said, the feedback is. And, and on both sides, like, man, I agree with you. I've, you know, I always tell that to my family. I say this. And or the second version is, man, thank you so much. That cut me deep. I love those. Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite.
1: Do you get them pretty frequently?
0: Um. Uh, the what the cut deep one,
1: any type of feedback, is it like oh, feedback? Yeah, 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 gotcha.
0: definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but that's a bit, uh, it's a bit that number's a bit skewed now because I don't preach every week. Gotcha. Now, there was a time when I did preach every single week, I carried the preaching load at our church. Um, I think. Where we were You yeah. probably got sick of it <laughs> Yeah that's rough <laughs> uh, but, but yeah it just wasn't It was small we were very small New church plant um, And uh, you know it just yep. Outside of whether or not My preaching is biblical and structured That's a separate conversation that would happen every week but as far as just feedback, um, like people responding, because my hope it has nothing to do with what people think about my sermon. My hope has everything to do with what people think about Jesus and then their subsequent response to that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wanted us to get into a habit of remembering what was preached so that Monday comes and we say, this is the way I'm going to think about this. This is what I'm going to do about this, um, because that doesn't seem to be the structure. I mean, the, the culture, the culture is like now's the time for the preaching. Um, whether I like it or I don't, you know, it's up to the preacher if it scratches my ears or not, or if it's good, da 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 and then it's gone. You
1: ever think about uh, plagiarizing? No. Oh. Taking Tim Keller's sermons and...
0: You know, I, I would never be able to do that. Seekering, uh-uh, preaching is a very sacred thing for me. Yeah. And so I just, I just wouldn't be able to do that. I would feel weird. It would, it would feel like, I don't even, there's so much, it would feel like acting in a way that some some aspects of preaching already feel like acting. Like we do right now, we yeah. do multiple services. I don't like that.
1: I always thought about that because I, I think what you're saying is you want to deliver like sincerity. Yeah, man. what you say, but yeah. once you have to repeat it. It's yeah, yeah, it feels, <laughs> it feels
0: weird. And, and so I don't. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes my, my approach, my intro would be very different because that's just not, Where my heart is uh, And it's not genuine So I don't want to do it I don't want to make a practice of that Some guys are okay with that I don't think that Preachers who preach that way Are doing something wrong But there are preachers Who preach that way And their heart's not in anything They're talking about the Kente (laughs) cloth, But I'm curious Why did you ask that question In the feedback?
1: Uh, I'm just curious about all things.
0: And yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: I, um, my experience with the church is as strictly a consumer. So mm. I don't participate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought I've always thought the church was interesting because it's an intersection of faith and business. And I know all these practical things you're talking about, like you know um, sincerity and delivery. Yeah. Um, even with the church, like how do you measure growth, health? Those things that are, uh, it's interesting to think about.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, back to your original points, like, Christians have to be leading out. And if it's not leading out in the truth of a message, as far as, you know, the, the, the minor messages we're talking about, like the statistics you brought about society, societal differences and things like that, equality, then it's leading out in the peace of having the truth the truth so therefore whether or not you and i have the truth to offer to one another i have the peace and the patience to deal with you as someone who has the truth so therefore i should have humility if i'm wrong still be willing to sit across from your table or i should have humility if i present you with truth and you cuss me out and i should be willing to wait until you're willing to have me sit across your table again um because we have the truth but christians are you know like the disciples after Jesus died. They in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this context, like where we are in Maryland. Yep. What do you think
2: about any of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole time, I, as you're thinking about it's hard to have discussions about equality because I know that's not what they mean, right? Um, the, re- the reality is that we're not equal. You know, the reality is that we're, things aren't fair. That's just, that's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the deconstruction of the Christian faith is a big part in that. Yeah. Because you have someone who sees someone who is successful, right? They earn a lot of money. and someone maybe who doesn't earn a lot of money or someone who's homeless. They think that life is about getting to the person who's successful. Mm-hmm. While mm-hmm. the person who's successful may have no joy.
0: That's their understanding of God's goodness and love. Right. Get me to the place I need. I want to be.
2: Right. And so that's how you have all of this. This this idea of equality is this person has a lot, therefore everyone should have a lot, um, or these people don't have a lot. Let's get them to where we are because we are the example of what good is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so this whole idea of equality it gets conflated because um, it's based on an individual's values. Basically, and that's such. That's, that's a, there's a myriad of values that people have, and when you have when you have a, a, a undefined standard of equality, it's impossible to reach. It's li- It's literally impossible if you have just this idea, because you can just make anything up. You can just say things like, you know, women make ten cents to the dollar. You can just say that, and, yeah. and it can mean absolutely nothing. Um, there is no research to prove it or disprove it. And so you can just say it, and uh, it feels right and it feels virtuous to kind of stand with women. Like, yeah, that's right. Women should make as much money. There's so many other variables. Yeah. Um, I think like Jordan Peterson has a list similar to what you just brought up. Um, he says, you know, like 95% of bricklayers are men, 90% of violent crime is done towards men. Mm-hmm. You want that to be equal to? Yeah, right.
1: That kind of. Uh-
2: but there's a double standard.
1: I wanted to kind of take a step back, too. So the first example in what you're talking about is um, just kind of observing how we assess and um, address equality. Mm -hmm. And I hope, you know, I've at least made some convincing points that maybe that's a clumsy process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of go back one layer and think about um, how do we even justify equality? Mm -hmm. I think we're taking for granted that there should be equality. Um, but remember, for the Christian, no stone is left unturned. Yeah. We have to account for everything. And so going down this kind of secular thought, how do we justify that equality should be something that we pursue? Yeah. And you know, I recently read I, so. um, I recently read about um, intraspecific and interspecific competition amongst animals. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, everyone's familiar with this but basically the lion tends to attack weak prey yeah you know, which i don't think is fair or equal um, even amongst their own species elk zebras tigers lions they'll fight each other over mating rights um, resources things like that mm-hmm. um, and once again not fair or equal and um, not all of these are solitary creatures mm-hmm. so sometimes they make the argument of Communal animals, but they fight amongst themselves as well. And then even within the family union unit, I've learned that the stork will kill one of its own babies, one or more, um, if it increases the likelihood of survival for the other babies. Mm. And
0: only if that stork lives in New York, though, right?
1: <laughs> Liberal storks. Um, so, my question is: um, if we're all the product of the same blind forces, and the rest of the natural world doesn't. Demonstrate or align with our views of equality Where are we getting this idea from?
0: Mm. Very good question <clears throat> um, I would be For the sake of a podcast and Even I don't know I have to think through this a little bit more Because it just came to me But I would say that equality is not biblical
1: So I, I will Get to that in <laughs> my next point. All right, go ahead. Have you want to jump the gun. Sorry, go I ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'll just, answer
2: that question. Um, here's one answer. I don't know. I think I think that uh, the way we get information, media, TV, television, I think it it, it perpetuates this uh, love for self, vanity, that can kind of promote um, things like coveting. Um you know, just comparing one another's uh, uh material. Oh yeah, coveting
0: is actually supported by Christians today.
2: Yeah, right, yeah, I know. Yeah. So I mean you, you can look at people's vacations on, on Instagram and just as simple as I don't get to go on vacation. Why is that? Why don't I go on vacation? Oh, because I work here. We don't get paid enough. Da, da, da. And so it it can go down a rabbit hole, but I think that social media doesn't help. Um these conversations I think that you mentioned in the beginning, like being able to think well and talk to one another, and to experience other cultures, to experience—I uh, 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 think it was uh, uh, Leon and an Oscar on our podcast, mm-hmm. Schwarzer, that said some Americans think that. Back back to your point about you know observing other cultures and going to other countries, he said some Americans think that like history started in 1776. <laughs> like there's so many other cultures. Um, I, think, I think Leon brought up that you know like an American. Homeless person is far more wealthy than a poor in another country. Yeah, and that's a different that's a perspective I can't even fathom. Mm -hmm. Like the homeless people we see, it's like how could they be more wealthy at all? It's because they have so many resources and access, absolutely, to other things that people in other countries don't have. And that's just the perspective we don't have. And we, when we think of equality, we're not thinking of them. You know, we're thinking of America. That's right. We're thinking of Americans. Uh, in whatever sphere, it could be even even on the conservative side, veterans. Yeah, it could be homeless people. It could be, uh, uh, you know, children in the foster care. That's that's who we think about. We don't think about people who literally have nothing.
0: Vody Balkan brought that point up when he said that uh, when he started talking about equality, <clears throat> and he started talking about um, justice, the more socialist, Marxist bent towards equality those who have giving to those who have not. Um, Obviously, without any superior uh, interference because our government is so pure. It's more
2: like those who who have take and give to those who have not.
0: Um, (laughs) And he said, how does that play out globally? Right. America is the wealthiest country in the world. How does it play out globally? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this this a, a principle? Is this a... Just an American ethic we're talking about, or is this a human ethic that you're saying all humans should abide by? Is a form of morality that Christians are tying to the Lord? Yeah. And it's like, so how does that play out globally then?
2: So he Usually. has all that. <laughs>
1: Usually, um, there's some justifications for equality using just a purely uh, natural explanation, and mm. by that I mean you know we're the product of just natural forces, no God. So typically, they kind of fall into two categories, and one is um, evolutionary. So, mm. you know, like we were, that, that is genetics that we're kind of pre-wired to work within a community. Mm. And I, you know, I would offer one rebuttal. So a long time ago, they thought um, these animals called lemmings. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they migrate, and as part of their migration, they'll walk a lot and they'll swim, and so sometimes in their migration patterns, they'll jump off cliffs and then swim in the water. So somehow people kind of extrapolated like, oh, they're killing themselves when the population gets too large. Mm. And the way that scientists kind of um, did a thought experiment to negate that hypothesis is they basically said, if that is a genetic trait that wires them to jump off, like self-sacrifice when the population gets too large, then there's bound to be some kind of mutation where one doesn't. Yeah, That one is bound to survive it's more likely to survive because it's not going to jump off the cliff. And then over time it will overtake the population and then none of them would jump off the cliff. And so I would use that same type of argument about like, if we are predispos- predisposed to work in communities and pursue equality, and that is purely genetic then eventually oh. then there's going to be someone amongst us that's not. yeah, And that person is bound to have some advantage. Mm. and eventually would overtake the population. Overtake it, yeah. The next category... Hitler. <laughs> um, ...is a superiority one. Mm. And so two points. The first, I think, is pretty easily dismissed, um, is intelligence. Mm-hmm. And uh, my response to that is it's complicated. You know, um, I just thought about, like, aliens watching us from afar... And they're watching us kind of play out our lives, and they're like, "Oh, they have computers too. You know, they could fit in the pocket." Yeah. And then they watch, you know, someone dancing on TikTok, and they're like, "What are they doing? You know, like, what's going on here?" And so I just kind of reflect upon, like, all of the stuff that we have accomplished as people, but then Mm -hmm. what we choose to do with those things. Yeah. Yikes. um, That's convicting. Yeah. you know, I wouldn't say it's as straightforward as we're intellectually superior to all animals. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the last point ties into what you're saying. That's the truth. <laughs> um, I think the major offense when we talk Ooh. about justifying equality mm-hmm. is that we impose morality on it. Mm. And here's my point, that if it is purely natural forces um, that lead us to have this inclination towards equality, then... Us doing it is no different from a dog marking his territory. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not bad. Yeah. It's just something that we do. Right. But when we, don't, when we see inequality, that is not our natural response. Yeah. We act as if it is wrong and it is objectively wrong.
0: I often say if I have the relational capital or just sensing the person's mood when they're an atheist, I say I don't believe in atheists. Mainly because of Romans 1. Paul says that God's got divine power. Mainly his eternal attributes have been clearly perceived. <clears throat> but two, because of what you just said, even if you claim to be an atheist, you borrow from a framework that says that a standard of morality, objective morality exists, and you expect people to abide by it. So they
2: should just you know, call themselves fools. Well,
0: I'm a, I'm a the fool. The Bible does. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fool, is what they should say. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you <laughs> off. Oh, no. um, yeah,
2: and so
1: that kind of, you know, th- that's my quick analysis on, like, how do we even justify equality? And I feel like secular views doesn't have a good answer for yeah. it. Yeah. So now I want to take um, one step back further um, and just think about what is equality. I like,
2: was oh, just about to... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just about to ask that. I mean, I think... Um, because the last thing you said about uh, uh, attributing morality to equality or inequality, people would see inequality and go, that's immoral, that's bad. And I think you know, we've been kind of uh, uh, gaslit or mind-washed, mind brainwashed gracious! <laughs> 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 into believing that inequality – is always... A res- Evil. It's always from uh, discrimination. Yeah. Right? Or it's from something immoral. Yeah. Like, I don't like you because you're black, therefore you can't work for me, and now the equality starts. And I think that's what people have... They use the word equality, but what they really mean is discrimination. Um, but maybe, let me say, they use the word equality, but what I would say what the word I hear is discrimination. So when they say women um, are... You know, unequal in the workplace. What I hear them saying is, women are discriminated in the wor- against in the workplace. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know if that's what they really mean. If they even know what they mean. Yeah. Do they mean that women aren't equal? Yeah. Because I can point to so many women who are CEOs, CFOs, who run businesses, who are successful. Who you know what I mean? Like there's there's it way too many at this point. In but 2020. even
0: you dive into the woods and you still find out it's not equal. You look at statistics yeah, yeah. and you look at. A uh, holistic work environment. That's what I'm uh, saying. Like you, know, you team have to look at man. so many different variables, yeah. so many
2: different fields, so many different. Uh, what is it that Jordan Peterson points out about um, um, egalitarian countries? There's a specific countries that the more equal, um, they made the laws, the more divided the minimum minimum games. Yeah, minimum yeah. They started to become more doing things more natural, uh, uh you know, to their. Biology. Biology. Yeah, you gave women all the laws and the and the, and the ability to become engineers. They still became nurses. Mm-hmm. They still became caretakers. The men did all that stuff. Yeah, like hey, we, we should throw this campaign. To, we need more women bricklayers, and none of them showed up. Yeah, because they don't want to do that. Yeah, they want to stay home with their children. Mm-hmm. That's something that women actually want to do. Yeah, um, when you give them freedom of and, yeah, and you, opportunity and you
0: don't, or outcome. Poor toxic waste on their minds through TV and TikTok and social media telling them that that's not good. It's not yeah. good to be a woman who wants to do those things. It's better to want to be a man. Yeah, yeah. Pause. We're at a, an hour 10. Do you think that what you have left is worth creating a part two? Or do you think we can begin to exit? Um,
1: I have two points. Up to you guys.
2: Maybe we can do Let's just roll it out. Let's yeah, roll it out and I'll We can cut it for like a Patreon or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah.
0: Um no no no. I mean we can I mean if you're two points, what do you think that's gonna take? Thirty minutes?
2: Something. Maybe.
0: Um we'll probably split it in half then. Yeah, right. I will just manually split it then. Okay. Yeah. Pow
2: Keep it rolling. Yeah, I don't know why he does that. It's, it's not necessary. I wanna go off something that you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Um about do they even know what they're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is where I would question What is equality? Like, where does this come from? Um, And I do think the popular worldview here is inconsistent. And what I mean is if we are simply the product of natural forces, then the realest thing there is is the physical world. Mm. And so everything else is a product of our minds. Mm. And so here's my question. Like, in a day and age where gender is considered to be a construct, yeah. How much more is morality? Mm.
0: <laughs> well, I think so. Some would say that they're ahead of you. They already have told people that morality is a social construct. They just can't live that way. Right. Right. And yeah.
1: that goes to my next point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got these queued up, but um, so um, as you're saying, morality is either a purely, purely a subjective construct. Mm. Or it's objective. And if it's objective, then you have to point to something that supersedes us, the individual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have heard some arguments about why it's subjective. Usually it's things like the golden rule, which Mm -hmm. ironically stems from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, without God in that picture, all it does is develop a relative construct. Mm -hmm. And so if it's just a golden rule applied to individuals without God, then... Every, uh, even before you develop a reaction, when something is done against you that you find to be wrong, the first question you have to ask is, would you like it if I did that to you? And if the person says, yeah, I'm fine with it, then you'd have to say, "Uh, golden rule applies here. Yeah, right. right. But nobody lives like that. Nobody lives like that. Um, There's often the greater good argument that, you know, is that whole example of like if there's a railroad track that splits into two and there's two people on one track and like five people on the other like what is the good thing to do here mm-hmm. i think that question is kind of misleading yeah because things don't happen in a vacuum right and it's relative um, overall it seems like a not good situation mm-hmm. but i'm sure in those circumstances it's great for the people that you chose to let live. absolutely right and things
0: can make it weighted differently not mm-hmm. just quantity if it's one person and it's 10 people and my wife is the one right no question
1: and so once again it just it's relative it doesn't answer that objective portion and yeah. everyone lives like morality is objective mm-hmm. and um another point that you can dismiss is sometimes the majority rules like whatever the greater population thinks is you know that its culture mm-hmm. but remember slavery in America was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Holocaust was a thing. Mm -hmm. And even if you somehow find some data that says actually, you know, 51% of the U.S. or (laughs) Germany didn't, you could quickly do a thought experiment and say, fine, if it was 60, now is the conversation any different? Yeah. Right. And I think the answer is no. And so my point is that I think we can say that most of the world does take the concept of equality and treats it um, within the lens of morality. Yeah, Um, And, you know, talking about my faith, um, a lot of times we're asked to justify our faith. And I think this is one of the reasons why I believe, because what I observe is what we're all striving for, and I think we're doing it in a very clumsy way, groping at this thing that, you know, we can be kind of abstractly defined as equality. Um, what we want actually fits more in line with the Christian view. Mm. And so I think it was something you mentioned before, like does equality exist? And my answer would be that, um, you know, being made in the image of God, that imparts on us some value. Um, And that value is not to be violated. And that is a quality that we all have. Mm -hmm. And now under that worldview, we have the freedom to talk about someone is richer Someone is better, someone is worse. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the value given to us by God. Right. Um, and I think that worldview, or that view, faith-based view, fits more in line with what everyone is talking about today that the secular view can't account for.
0: Mm. We were playing cornhole earlier today at a <clears throat> family reunion, uh, a, little, a smaller family reunion. Um, and yes, y'all, that's right. We played cornhole at a Black Flame reunion. Um, And so uh, it was me, my father, and and, uh, my niece versus three of our cousins. And towards the end of the game, my other niece came over, and she wanted to play on our team. And so, uh, you know, my niece threw a bag, I threw a bag, and then my my younger niece picked up a bag to throw it. And my father said, uh-uh, "Give that to me. That's mine." And she said, "That's not fair." I think that's the way we handle equality right now in the discussion of equality in this country. Um, we're using equality. We're using fairness, but ultimately, we're talking about I'm not getting what I want. That's it. It's just selfishness. That's all. And I, she's a little girl. She's a child. She's a little child. I. That's what a child does. Um, and she wasn't really mad. I'm just. I'm just using that to highlight that. We're <laughs> bringing this back to what we're talking about in this conversation we're not thinking well and honestly honestly and ironically though equality is grounded in this moral framework we aren't using an actual moral framework to determine whether or not our thinking about it is glorifying a guy mm-hmm. and is moral but that that just came to me when you were saying that
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely i you know I, the takeaway from all that we talked about for me is um when we talk about equality, do we treat it as something that is just prewired in us or as something like a deeper truth? Mm. And then in our pursuit for it, can our worldviews account for why we think the way that we do? Mm. I think the answer is no. Um, but what does it say that the Christian uh, system of beliefs does actually allow us to talk about the way that we feel internally, although maybe not perfectly? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of want to take a you know, use that same kind of line of thinking, um, because it can be applied to a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we talk about that um, we're very confident in our speech, but if we were to apply the same type of analysis, we'd find the same results. Like, maybe we don't know what we're talking about as much. And uh, one of those things, I think, is love. Um, I think you guys talked about it. Like, how can we use the same word to describe how we feel about our spouses and then how we feel about avocados Mm. Mm. it's you know it's not sufficient at at least our expression of that right um and so to me again being a faith-based uh podcast um i just reflect on well how does god teach us about love Mm -hmm. what is the world's view on it and then how does the christian system supply to it and which one is better and more fitting of what we feel internally Mm -hmm. and uh You know, um, what I learned in school was sometimes something that's really abstract um, can be better understood when you have a concrete example. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I look at the life of Jesus, um, I do see him exemplify love. Yeah. And so scripture says this is God come in the flesh uh, from the beginning, born into humble circumstances, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. born in a manger. Um, And he spent his life uh, serving feeding, teaching, uh, healing other people. And even on the night that he was about to be betrayed by one of his closest, uh, inner circle. Yeah. And then some of them would disperse and even deny him. Mm -hmm. He knelt down and washed their feet and, uh, broke bread with them, ate with them. And, uh, I think the part that pierces me the most is, um, Um, thinking about when he went to the cross, yeah, and so i'll take a step back and think about um, the whole George floyd incident, mm-hmm. and the reason I mentioned that is like people watched him die, yeah and there's outcry <coughs> you know I think some of the points were that he maybe he was an unsavory character and i don't i don 't really care to research that whether he was right. or not, but i, I don 't think he was deserving of death mm-hmm. and so I think the response is. Appropriate to say, like, this is not right. Yeah. Um, but the story is when Jesus goes to the cross, that um, he's beaten beyond recognition. Yeah. He's flogged. He's mocked. And he doesn't say a word. mm mm-hmm. um, And the piercing part is to know that the reason he didn't do that was because um, any ounce of protest from him would keep that stain on me. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't say anything. Yeah. And so to me, when I reflect on all that in his life, um, I can't describe to you love, but I know it when I see it. Mm. And that is absolutely love. And so, you know, uh, yeah, I I guess I would challenge people about to, to apply that in the same way of like, what is your idea of love? What does your worldview say? How do you measure it? How do you assess it? Um, Is it consistent? Yeah. And then look at the biblical worldview,
0: and see which one fits
1: more with what you know you feel it is.
0: Um, What you just said, any any ounce of protest from Jesus would uh, would mean that there's injustice being done Um, on his cross. His cross is an injustice if there's an ounce of protest from him. And, that, and if it's an injustice, then that means that it should be you up there, rightfully, right now. Us. That it should be us who receives the wrath of God. <clears throat> Meanwhile, he's silent by willingly taking the right, uh, righteous wrath of God as justice. As justice. Yeah. And that's not fair. Yes. <laughs> That's not fair. This is what I had pulled up before you even brought that up. Philippians 2. Um, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others equally as yourselves. No. More significant than yourselves. It's not equality. Mm-hmm. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. There's equality. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Um, there's equality, having a mind equal to Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, no equality. And so the, the conversation is is way more profound than, you know, how um, futile we've made it. We've made it in our finite minds. Uh, it continues on and says, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Um, oh, I'm going to read that last part. You can't I can't you can't read this without reading the last part. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every other name. It's not it's not equal to these names. It's above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in, every, in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's some equality. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Um, I think about that, that stuff biblically. <clears throat> you mentioned a golden rule. Treat others as you would have them treat you. Um, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, there's an uh, inequality. You mentioned the, the kind of foundational equality. Uh, he made them in his image and likeness, male and female, he made them. And so there's uh, equality of value and dignity at the hands of our creator, yet there's no sameness because male and female, he made them. So there's a form of equality stripped away in that. Um, and then you even juxtaposing love your neighbor as yourself with what Paul says in Philippians 2, that you should regard your neighbor more significant than yourself more significant than yourself
2: because i think like you know that love your neighbor as yourself is not a call to love yourself and then go love your neighbor yeah right what it means is you don't have to you don't have to be taught to love yourself that's something that you'll do you know what i mean the the, the expectation is that you'll care for yourself you'll feed yourself you'll clothe yourself you'll do the things you enjoy and the charge is how much are you doing that for your neighbor yeah, how much are you caring for your neighbor, clothing your neighbor, feeding your neighbor? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are, are is that something that you're willing? Uh, are you willing? Really, are you willing to sacrifice um, those moments of love for yourself, for your neighbor? Um, and today, in a world where there's so much self love being promoted, you know, love yourself yeah. first before you can love other people. What? Where does that come from? And how well, does one do that?
0: Real quick, that's another conflation, though, right? Because you have people. Who come from abusive relationships right a, yeah. that say that you should have a low dignity right, right, right you right. you have you are valueless right right is what that is right. and so then that needs to be combated, combated with a, a biblical framework of right. who you are at the hands of who made you right but then that gets conflated with a very self centered um uh self focused yeah. uh, hateful mentality of right. love yourself right. Uh, and it, and you're you're right. They they need to be distinguishable. Uh, distinguishable.
1: Yeah, I think um, going back to uh, you know how we assess equality, we have this kind of ethereal, you know, uh, knowledge of these concepts like mm. equality and love, and um, we keep groping at them. But you know, it's like drawing somebody in the dark while touching their face. Like <laughs> I guess we get some things right, but there's a lot that we get wrong. Mm. And so that lends to my faith when God said he created us, if he created us, then he should know us Mm -hmm. and he should know these things. And now I can't describe to you perfectly what love is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. And when I see what Jesus did for us, that's absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And I do think there is a prioritization in um, the law. And the first law is love God with all your heart and mind and soul. Yeah. And I think when you look at the way that God loves us, it models how we ought to love others which I think is what the world is saying. That's what it wants. Yeah. But we can't put into it words without introducing God into it. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, um this was a profound episode. This is quite profound episode. You know, and I knew it was going to be like this. You in the beginning were like, man, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I don't have much to say. I don't right. I don't know what I'm going to say. Get out of here, bro. This is profound. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing those thoughts yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. There's some deep thoughts. So um, you put a lot of work into that. If you're, if you're up for it and you want to leave them kind of just for people to grasp, then shoot me those notes and I'll include it um, in the episode so people can look through it and track with the episode because some of those statistics are important for the conversations out there. Um, so, guys, let us know. Let, you, let us know what you think. Um, wherever you're listening to this, if you're able to respond, leave a comment. Um, rate the podcast. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Just thanks for joining us, bro.
1: Problem, and if you need help on your SATs, um,
0: (laughs) oh boy, thank you guys for joining this episode of Black and Blurred, where you're guaranteed to hear one of two things our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us.